When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than a 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. Where's huddle with me? Bram, no Marcus today, but with me per usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? Maxime, I am fired up to announce rejoining us, the all-powerful moderator behind a Warriors subreddit page with about a half million members, a Santa Cruz native who recently survived a 30-plus hour stretch without power, a longtime Warriors guru has become an enormous presence on Golden State Twitter, and the only other guy I know who thinks that Bob Myers should sign Kaminga's dad for a quick 10-day contract, hey. Mr. Eric Jed, What's going on, Eric? I can't be the only one thinking that. The guy is super fucking tall. <laughs> and and in like really good shape. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, I mean, obviously JK came off a great performance last night and he took there. Uh, and the photo itself, when you look at it, JK's dad is not only, I don't know, an inch and a half taller, he seems bigger. Like, I mean, like literally like stockier and and more athletic, which is not something you'd think you'd be saying about your 20-year-old young athletic superstar. So I'm on board, dude. Yeah, man. He's huge. He looks I mean, huge. Yeah, here's here's a picture, yeah. and he does look enormous. But I tell you what, we are burying the uh, the lead. Um, going about 36 hours without power is as close to being Amish as I think any of us on this podcast is going to get, dude. How are you doing? I mean, you survive it? Yeah, I'm happy the lights are back on, man. I mean, it's obviously like not the hugest deal in the world, but it's definitely uh, like the night, no power. The house got a lot colder and raising 
like we got two young kids at home and things get a lot more challenging uh, when the power's out. But, you know, we kept busy. I missed the game. PG&E kept dangling the carrot. Like I was getting these text alerts, like power restoration uh, estimated for 4 p.m. I'm like, great, like 30 minutes I'll tip. And then at like 3.45, it's like estimated at 5 p.m. And then it like swapped. It's like, okay, 9 p.m. And two minutes later, it's like 10 p.m. It's going to be on at 10 p.m. It's like, well, I'm going to go to sleep. This whole day shot. <laughs> I imagine a scenario where you and your family are like rationing out power. You know, like you don't want to use the laptop too much. You don't know when it's going to come yeah. back. And, and exactly. if that's me, I'm, you know, like, of course, we got to, it's got to be only the most important things. Then I'd excuse myself to the bathroom and watch the entire fucking game on the phone. And like, and not <laughs> want to admit that I just stolen the power. Yeah, and the power. <laughs> here's uh here's an embarrassing admission. And then we'll go to warriors. But I've told you both about how I got trapped up in Yosemite, you know, like what, two, three weeks ago, the family and I are on vacation. We get hit with a historic snowstorm and we have to stay there for a few extra days. And the whole time I keep telling Erica, like, oh, I'm just worried about the power. The power might go out. You know, what are we going to do? Um, they won't have food here, whatever it is. And the power does go out, but it goes out for one second. I mean, like legitimately one second, however long it takes for the hotel's very obvious generators to pop on, right? So the power goes out and I go, I told you. And then the fucking power pumps on immediately. <laughs> and I just look like an asshole. Like there was, there was never any problem at all. I'd gone out of my way to be like, see, I'm right. And then I was I knew immediately it. wrong. Yeah. To no one's surprise, I was completely off base there. But boys, let's talk Warriors and let's go to our glass half full. Eric, you know this one. We're looking back. I would tell you to look back at the Dallas game, but it sounds like you didn't get to fucking watch it. So, you know. Yeah, I've, I've pieced together through, you know, uh, Twitter and video clips and public outcries and Mark Cuban crybaby fest. And I, I got a sense as to what happened. Uh, but I didn't get to watch the game. But I'm ready yeah. to fucking talk about it. You better believe it. That's what we're looking for. There you go. I'll start us off. Something you like. Everything about JK right now. Uh, there was a moment, I think it was in the first half, where JK was hounding Luca, stole the ball, went down, and ended up being so much faster than Doncic. Luca literally gave up on the play, and uh, JK had another one of his signature dunks. And what I loved about that, it was kind of like a microcosm of the last couple of weeks. He's playing amazing defense on an all-star player, then used his all-world athleticism to shit on that all-world player. And so I was on board for it and what JK's future might be. I love, here's another thing I like, Dante DiVincenzo three-pointers. They don't always go in, but I always feel like they're going to. You know, like I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm on a portion of my relationship with him now where when the ball swings out to him, whatever he does, I'm turning to who I'm with and like, smart play. That guy's a winner. You know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just ready to say it, even if I don't recognize it as a smart player. Play. So double D, I love him. Absolutely. Um, you know, so we, Glaff House full of things we liked. There was a lot of talk, uh, you know, just in tracking the game on Twitter, Warriors fans seemed pretty in lockstep that, the officials fucked us once again. Right. <laughs> but then I've actually got, so the, the guy that operates like the Mavericks Reddit account also yeah. tweets and he and I banter back and forth and it's all good fun. And his whole base was like adamant that the officials were screwing the Mavericks over, which was so funny to me. Um, what I like is that the officials, you know, Mark Cuban came out publicly, was really mad about this call, swears the league got it wrong. He says they told him that it was Mavs basketball. They changed their minds, didn't inform the Mavs, handed the ball over to the Warriors. Quick inbound with no defenders, Looney for two. Um, 
he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm filing a complaint. The officials are going to turn this around. I'm really upset. My glass is half full because the officials have announced today that they made a mistake and that they've turned around a call. And it was that with like 37 seconds left in the game, Luca traveled. It should have been a Warriors. <laughs> so the officials have reviewed the film and they have found the air in their ways in my cup overfloweth <laughs> fuck you mark cuban um so oh, this is actually it. one of the things and maxim forgive me uh, and we'll turn this to you this is one of the things i was going to throw in one of the things i don't like mark cuban protests right so to set it up the play eric's talking about is about 150 left in the third ball goes out of bounds the refs call it warriors ball but because it's now going to a tv timeout they signal one way warriors ball then they point towards the dallas bench but what they were signaling is a timeout they come back out, they give the Warriors the ball, and Dallas was nowhere fucking close to it. They're on the other side, I think, because they forgot which side they're supposed to be defending. Mm -hmm. It goes to uh, a five-on-zero loon scores. And go ahead and pull up the tweet, Maxime, if you got it. Here's Mark Cuban, and this is what Eric was talking about. And it's <laughs> as fucking dramatic I love it. I love as it. you can possibly be. All right, here we go. Okay, so... Here, here's Cuban, and I'm going to paraphrase or read it, but not all of it. For those wondering about the play with 154 to go in the third, let me explain what happened. Ref called Mavs ball. The announcer announced it. Then there was a timeout. During the timeout, the official changed the call and never told us. Then I'm going right to the bottom here. Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. All right, here's why I'm calling bullshit. Here is the play itself, and what I think it is ultimately going to show as we watch it here is that the refs called it Warriors ball. There's absolutely no question about that at all. We see them do it. But what I notice is that two things. One, the refs very distinctly called this uh, Warriors ball. But two, if what, what Cuban said was true, if they actually thought it was their ball, then why the fuck weren't they down there taking the ball out? You know, like if, if they thought this was the whole misconception was they thought that the Mavs should be having the inbound then the Mavs should have been on the end line. There was nobody there. What happened was they thought they were defending the other side of the court. They were on the wrong side. You know, so yep. the the protest is ludicrous. Um, they, they done and, goofed. <laughs> and here's Cuban screaming at the announcers and screaming at everybody else. So the thing yeah. I don't like, bullshit <laughs> protests. And now we Good cut to Cuban here. being very overly involved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maxime, I dropped in the private chat my photo response to the Mark Cuban <laughs> protest. I don't know if you can pull that up. <laughs> Got a fine photo there. If, if, We're uh, challenging, if you, challenging Maxime. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> Phenomenal uh, response. I'm going to use this as the carrot yeah. at the end of the stick to get people to look at the video. I'm not going to tell you what this shows. If you want to see it, hop up on YouTube. Maxime, would you like or not? Absolutely incredible. To keep the theme of this conversation going, another piece of the this whole experience that I liked was there's a, a video that also surfaced of Jordan Poole um, realizing what was going on with the whole Mavs team being at the other end of the court and turning from just having a nice little conversation with the ref to saying, okay, give me the ball right now. Like, let's go, right? So he, he saw what was going on and, and, and jumped at the opportunity. And I just, I love that, right? I love that there was enough of a desire to, you know, uh, maybe perhaps like a more sportsman like environment would have been like, Hey, something's weird here. Let's, let's set this up. But like, that's a, such a golden mm -hmm. opportunity. And I'm really glad that Jordan Poole took it. So that's something that I absolutely liked. Do you guys see Loon's response when they asked him about it in the presser? 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, basically, he just he smiled, laughed, and I have no idea what was happening. What my take is, I'm glad that Poole gave it to me. He's like, there was five of us who were wide yeah. open, and I needed the double-double. So thank God yeah. I ended up with the wide open uh, layup, which just makes me like Loon even more. Had um, that stat sheet real quick. <laughs> Hell yes. And, and I know you already said it, Eric, but just to really fucking underline it, um, right before he inbounded it to Loon, Loon does this move where he, he fakes running as hard as he can down the other way. You know, what he's selling to the Mavs is, yep, we are coming down to coming where you guys are. And Stay then, down there. Be ready yeah, for us. I, I sure hope you won't defend me as I run towards you and then immediately uh, reverse his course. Okay, boys, it is a speed episode today, as both of you know. So I'm going to speed us into our golden questions, our mailbag. This one is both Warriors related and personal. The personal one comes from me and I need some advice. So we got to get there. Here's the first Warriors one. Quote, Woj bombed today that Gary Payton could be back as early as this Sunday versus the Wolves. What type of impact do you think GP2 will have on the Warriors title hopes? So I saw this as well. Um, GP2 sounds like he is right on the cusp of coming back, if not actually back this Sunday. So Eric, I'll throw it to you first, man. Assume that he is back. What do you think? How does, how does GP2 help their shot at a title? Um, it's so massive. I can't even. I can't even put it into words. I mean, we talked a lot about um, the James Wiseman impact. How does he find a spot in the roster over the course of the year? Um, obviously, there is some some fuckery with re-signing Gary Payton and how that this played out. But he is back, and this is an impact player that uh, he came back in the in the playoffs in the finals last year. I cannot state clearly enough how important he was to this team. And I absolutely expect it to be the same. Um, just rewind to when we would watch him play last year. I don't know how many tweets I have that just say like, I could watch Gary Payton the second play defense all day long. Like as soon as he's subbed in, you know, he's going to impact the game in some way. Yeah. There will be a steal. There will be a pick, a dunk in the dunker spot, something electric there is an intangible that he will bring beyond a bucket or a steal here or there. The energy, I felt it. Um, the day they traded for him, I went to the game live and they had edited like the intro video and they put in a huh. clip of him dunking. And I knew he wasn't playing because he's hurt. And the building was just like tingling. You could feel it. <laughs> so it's so enormous for this team, especially one that's currently been down on their luck with Wiggins out with an unknown family situation um, and just kind of how drawn out this has been that getting him back is going to be a massive shot in the arm. And if he comes back for the Wolves game, I mean, he's looking at seven regular season games before um, the playoffs kick off. That's enough time to get in stride. Yep. Uh, it, it's massive. It's, it's just huge. I loved so many portions of that response, but you know what my favorite part was when you said there was some fuckery. I've never heard yeah. a fuckery used in a sentence at any point, and that was just a dynamite usage of it. I'm gonna try to use. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to get fuckery into this podcast at some point in the future. We'll oh, see. Yeah, uh, for sure. We'll see if I'm successful. So I agree across the board. I think he's going to make a giant difference. And I'll I'll add one more thing. I think he helps with motivation, which is a weird thing to say. GP two has an. I think unique. I can't think of any other player who's like this. Maybe Austin Reeves for the Lakers. 
But this combination where he has a walk-on-like response from the crowd, he comes in and everyone is just excited to see him. You know, it, it feels like th this is one of our guys. This is one of these favorite people who you normally only see with guys who don't have a lot of success. You know, it, it's you're, you're rooting for them because they haven't proved it. But what makes him unique is he also fucking proves it. You know, he, he comes out there and has the kind of impact on the floor that you don't associate with the walk-on. Uh, so this combo, in addition to what he can actually do between the lines, I think is going to impact the team. We keep talking about they need a wake-up call. I think that GP2 is a human wake-up call. So yeah. I, there's going to be an impact. I, I think that impact could be pretty big. There's, um, I'm also uh, for sure to everything that you just said. I also want to do a little surprise behind enemy lines segment. This is a uh, not exactly behind enemy lines because we are also in the NBA, but this is nonetheless uh, from the NBA uh, subreddit of the announcement of that Woj bomb. And just you know pulling out a couple of quotes here, and you can see the users' flares to understand what teams they're on. The Timberwolves fam is saying, "How about Tuesday yeah. instead?" No particular reason. That's because we're going to be playing Minnesota. Sixers says, at least it's not against the Sixers on Friday. Also pretty terrified. And then another Sixers fan down here saying, uh, let's see, it's over. Hand the title to the Warrior. It's going to be another <laughs> easy title win for them. So a lot of panic around the league at a move like this. And it just goes to show that he is exactly the impact player that Eric was suggesting. I love other people's reactions to our team. So because it's a speed round, I didn't include this. But one of the things I like, I was going to tell you, I like how opposing announcers deal with our players. So Eric, um, Maxime has put together this incredible program and we can now on our YouTube page tweet out, or I'm sorry, put out um, videos about specific players or specific points, whatever it is. We can pick JK rebounds and then show you every rebound he had. And on one of them, oh, cool. we put up all the points the Splash Brothers hit against Houston. And I was just watching that just to entertain myself. And if you listen to the announcers every time either Steph or Clay gets the ball, it is so satisfying. There's one sequence where Clay gets it, he passes it to Steph, and it goes back to Clay. And the guy goes, Oh no, oh no, oh no. And then he hits the shot. And you could just you could just feel his angst go up the mountainside, which I absolutely love. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Eric, assume health. Okay, across the board. Everybody is healthy, but Wiggins does not come back. How do you view this team's title hopes? Slimmer. Uh, more of an uphill battle. Um, you know, I, it's such an interesting thing looking at the Warriors. Like, it's been a rough season, right? Like, they've dug themselves a real hole. There's some similarities to last year. Draymond was out for a long time. Steph was out for a long time. How are we going to pull this off? Wiggins was there. And everything kind of came together and they ran the table. Um, Wiggins was so massive last year to, to them winning a title. It's, it's hard to say that I feel that it's, it's likely that they're going to pull this off without maybe their second best defender or first best at times. Exactly right. He completely deleted Jason Tatum. It was unbelievable. Like some of the best postseason defense that I've seen, uh, 
you know, in my life. It was, uh, it was amazing. It's going to be tough. I, we're sharing a brain. Um, Gary I mean, Payton was out for a huge run there, though. And Luca was not happy in the minutes that he saw Gary Payton defend him. Uh, you know, I think that we would see Gary Payton get a bigger role. You've got to. And maybe he can step into that. What's that perimeter defense you're talking about? Offensively, yeah. you know, so assume this. Assume Wiggins isn't here. Everybody else is. Offensively, because who Steph is, you know, if, if he hits what he is capable of hitting, which is a lot to ask. We're talking about the best sure. offensive player in the league. But if he does that offensively, am I confident? Yeah, I, I feel pretty confident about it. Yeah. Defensively, I'm worried, man. You know, yeah. um, and unless GP2 is ready for a much larger role, they're going to run into some problems. But we got a little time and maybe Wiggins will return. So it'll yeah. be a, uh, a needless question. All right. To our next quote. Over the past five years, I've learned to respect Luca's game and genuinely hate his whiny face. Serious question. Is Doncic the biggest complainer in the league? So to help organize this question, I went out and I found a list of the top five uh, biggest complainers from an outfit called Clutch Points. And I've decided that Clutch Points is the absolute utmost authority on this because they follow us on Twitter. So they must know what the fuck they're talking about. Do they? <laughs> they are very clearly competent and phenomenal. So I'm going to read up. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. You tell me if we think that Luca is a bigger whiner than any of these people. Here's the number five, Devin Booker. Who's a bigger whiner in your guys' mind, Luca or Booker? Well, it's gotta be Luca. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, Luca's, learned and enabled whining drives me crazy because it's it's rewarded you know he gets all of these calls from the fucking uh refs and because of that he has learned to complain on every play why wouldn't he it's an advantage to him it's padding his points per game um so i digress i agree with you he's more than booker james harden is the next on the list is luca a a whinier player than james harden it's different. He is whinier, yes, but he might do it less than Harden does it. It's just the way he does it. It's so annoying. It's just so <laughs> annoying. You agree with that, Maxime? I think I do. I mean, it's really hard to pick anybody over James Harden. I just I have a particularly deep-seated loathing for how he whines and bitches to refs, so I don't know. When he also Harden a lot of his success, at least during the MVP time, was earned at the line. You know, he oh, found yeah. this loophole where it wasn't that he was complaining, it's that he was forcing the refs to call this bullshit foul over and over and over again. And it's hard to to separate yourself from the frustration of like, that's bullshit, dude. You know, like this is that's not how you play basketball. Um, next one's Lowry. I don't really have a relationship, like a hate you relationship with Lowry. I didn't know that he was considered a complainer. I know he was yeah, considered yeah. to have a large ass, which is always going to pain me. I've heard um, that. Yeah, I, I have too, which ain't up. That's great. But I, I don't know anything about his complaining. So uh, we'll save the dump in the trunk that is Lowry for a different conversation. Um, Draymond, I'm not, we aren't fit to talk about it. Yeah. We are, we're yeah. too close to it. Too close leads, to the situation. Yeah. Okay, which leads LeBron I don't know if you got this video. If you do, Maxime, go ahead and um, put this one too. It might be on there. But this is LeBron's reaction at the end of that game. So before you answer me, Eric, I want you to watch this and tell me what you think um, ever after having seen this. But who's the bigger complainer, LeBron or Luka Doncic? So this is LeBron losing, just fucking losing his mind after a foul wasn't called at the end of the Boston Laker game. 
Um, so having seen this, Eric, what do you think, dude? In the championships, the title of the whiniest player in the league goes to? It goes to Luca, man. And the reason I'm going to give it to Luca is because LeBron was fouled there. <laughs> so, like, I give him a little bit of leeway. I mean, it was super dramatic. Like, w- obviously, way overly dramatic. But this play that Luca is crying about last night, Draymond <laughs> plays like textbook elite straight mm-hmm. up and down defense. Mm-hmm. And then he's over there telling the refs that Draymond paid him off. It's like, the refs fucking hate Draymond. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, there's no way. There's just no way. So, so only- LeBron is maybe a little more theatrical, but. Luke is such a motherfucker about his crying about every little thing that I'm giving him the title. Go ahead, Maxim. I, I, no, I look, I, I agree. And I also think as much as I roll my eyes at the theatrics of this, I, it's like, there was a very close game. It was the final possession of the game that lost them the game. So that was a pretty brutal no call. And like LeBron is working real hard in that environment. He's at the tail end of his career. You know, it's against the Celtics, a classic rivalry. There's a lot of reason to be more emotional than normal. There also have been some stats going around about like the amount of calls that the Lakers are getting pre and post this breakdown specifically. And I don't know. It is a little bit glaring. So, so it does lead me to think that there is some value to this approach. And I think Luca is seeing the benefit of it as well. And I think Draymond has gone maybe a little bit too far, but it is interesting to see how Luca continuing to behave like this, um, is, is, is perhaps paying dividends. And, and, uh, maybe that was an unintentional double entendre because him saying that they're now paying off the refs might've pushed it too far. We might actually see a little bit more of the rest being like, all right, no more giving mind. you the rope here. Is yeah. he going to get the Scott Foster, Chris Paul treatment? Yes. Yes, he will. He, he's he's like, you can't, you can't lose 20 games in a row. <laughs> um, <laughs> so working backwards, um, the, the NBA players and the refs have worked out these unspoken agreements, watch a player when they get really upset. And what they'll do is they'll talk without looking to the ref. They'll be cussing. And it's because they understand that if you, if you actually look yeah. at a ref, and you go public with your with your uh, um, critique, then you're going to catch attack. And Luca could not have gone more public with his critique than that money sign. And so I do expect there to be some get back, Absolutely. either fined or something. We'll see it, right? Yeah. But going to your guys' points, Luca on a play by play basis is more whiny. But that fucking thing that we just saw is by far the biggest overreaction to any call yes. in the history of fucking yes. calls. Theatrical does uh. not come close to describing what just, if, if I had the kind of video editing skills I wish I did, I would have showed you guys a video of him doing exactly that. I would have changed his clothes and taken him off a basketball court. And if you showed that to anybody, what happened here? No one's going to be like, oh, it was a missed foul call. It looked like his, 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 his family. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it, like a jury came back and said he was yeah. going to spend his life in fucking jail. You know, and it's like, oh, no. And, and all the things he fucking did. So that he still he has the title of the whiniest play, whereas Luca has the title of the whiniest player. All right. Um, OK, here is our judgment. Uh, and it's an important one. Okay. And, and it makes me look like an asshole, but you guys already knew that. So that's fine. So some background. Um, I work out here in San Francisco starting in COVID. Uh, I started walking my, or bringing my dog in. And when you bring a dog into the office, you now got to deal with them having to go to the bathroom. And so I walk them down to this park right down the way from my office. And I see the same, um, security guard, generally speaking there. And my dog shits in that park on a daily basis. And I would say I have a bag with me 
maybe one every five days. So we are leaving turds behind us constantly. And look, oh. it's a bad thing. I'm a bad person. I understand all yeah. that. That's not what this is about. All right. So we have seen this guy has seen me in there. We've never had an interaction. And finally, just today, the guy came up and said, I think your dog shit right over there um, and you didn't clean it up. Okay. So that happens to you. This you're standing there. I don't have a bag. There's no way I can clean it up. This person has watched it happen and and insinuates that it has been happening for a while and he's finally coming over. What would you say? How do you deal with it? No, change that. I'm going to ask. Ultimately, we'll guess the, the way we normally do judgment theater. But it happens to me. What did I do in that scenario? You uh, have you seen I Love You, Man? Yeah. You win all Sydney Fife on Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> you fuck all. <laughs> you went all crazy on him and you're in the wrong. You're an asshole. Get some fucking bags. What's wrong with you? Maxime, what's your guess? Uh, I feel like it's the exact opposite. You say, you know what? Like, I, I, you know, you speak very fast, right? But like very, you're a very precise speaker. So, but you're just clearly animated. You give up some excuse about how you don't have a bag this time. And actually you don't usually have a bag and then at the same time, you're thinking to yourself, okay, but it needs to be more justified. So you say, I come back at the end of the day because I work in this office and I can't throw it away. So I come back at the end of the day to pick it up because I take it to a different trash can. And on top of that, right, I like to use like compostable bags because like it's better for the environment and it just doesn't work for whatever time of day, right? You got to pick it up at night because like the UV exposure makes, right? So you just have the most elaborate and sophisticated lie that ultimately basically makes sense and absolves you of any wrongdoing. I love this because both of those are much better than what I actually do. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, and so I should give a little bit more context because the description doesn't give the best lead up. When he came and busted me out about it, really what his take was is like, this dog has been shitting here for like three weeks, dude, you know, and it's shitting here now. What's going on? So what I did was looked at him and said, I wouldn't know. I've never been to this park with my dog before. <laughs> And then while he was completely understandably and justifiably shocked at my like just bald faced lie, took the leash and we walked the fuck out of there. And I'm pretty sure I'll be back there tomorrow. So I'll buy some bags. To be fair, I'm I'm going to bring bags tomorrow and like there I was actually gonna gift. I was gonna Amazon you some right now. I need them. But that was me. Oh, let's go to uh, let's go to Maxime. One, you'd have bags. You're not like me. Um, I mean, there's, there's no question. In fact, like you're the kind of guy like you would not go on a walk. You know, the second they start running low, you're, you're telling Natalie you're going out of your way. So the circumstance wouldn't happen. But if it did happen, I think you would just cop to it. You'd apologize. You might even go home and get a bag and actually come back that day and clean it up. So that's my guess for you. You would, you would handle it as, uh, as righteously as I handled it scandalously. What do you think, Eric? Uh, yeah, I've had moments where I've gotten Maisie, my dog, out of the car to go on a walk and look down at the bag holder and saw there were no bags. And I just look at her and I know she hasn't shit that day. And I'm like, sorry, back in the car. We can't go walk. <laughs> and, uh, well, don't, in, you don't, you're giving us your action. I, I still want to guess on you, although I have a good guess now. What's your guess on Maxime? What does he do? Oh, uh, he comes back and picks it up. He, he tells the dude, uh, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I've always got bags with me. And uh, today I was caught without one, and you're right. And uh, I'm gonna go back to my office and get some bags and come back and and clean and this does up. Does he? Does he come back? Yeah, for sure. Because he's not a degenerate like you. <laughs> Did you settle down over there? <laughs> 
I'm going to go shit in your yard. It's just going to be me. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not worried about it because Maxine will find it and he'll come pick it up. <laughs> uh, wow. That is so true. Not only as I've done this, it, you know, I would like walk up the street, realize I didn't have a bag, go back home, grab a bag, walk back up and get it. But I will also pick up other people's dog poop if I see it. I'm like, no, this whoa. is ridiculous. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, do you point it out? Man is a saint. Do you talk to nobody no. in particular? Like, oh, I hate when people do this. You know, like, oh, I can't believe they've left it here. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a you. Personal, it's a personal preference. I'm not doing it to like be altruistic. I'm like, this is gross and I don't want to see this on my sidewalk. So, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm doing it all the time. But if it's right next, like if my dog poops and I see this other poop right next to it, I'm like, all right, I already have the bag out. I might as well grab this stuff. As do you, well. do you yeah. live in like Danville or Palo Alto? Because yeah, like, t- if you do this one. shit in Santa Cruz, there's a chance that's human shit. You must live in Menlo Park. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't do it in San Francisco because MacArthur Park is filled with dog shit and he's fucking apparently not going through there at all. That's your dog. <laughs> yeah, in related news, I'm going to start walking my dog in your fucking neighborhood and all problems oh, will man. be solved. It will be uh, will be totally good. Okay, so that we can still get within our time frame here, we go to Eric. Here's my guess. So Eric would not, We he just told us his circumstances. Yeah, happen, sorry. Right? But if it does happen, my guess with Eric is that he says, I'm going to go get a bag, has that intention, never comes back. He like he, he means well. Uh, he he gets through that interaction perfectly. The person he has the interaction with feels satiated. You know, like yep, yeah, okay, this guy is responsible. It does all that. Then Eric, and when he leaves, he has the intention. But when he gets home, he's got fucking kids. He's got other responsibilities. He's not worried about that wayward dog shit. He's not going back out there. That that shit is out there to stay. See, see, I I agree with you on the initial premise, but then I think you're you're precisely incorrect on the other one. And the hint was that Eric was already planning on Amazon and use some bags. I think not only does he go back to pick up the poop, but he goes and 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 like Eagle Scout style, like builds a like poop bag dispenser that he puts in and like constantly replenishes yeah. bags so that nobody doesn't have bags. I'm out there with my shovel and my quick creep. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you are, you are aggressively considerate. You really, that is, uh, that is a fair take. You are aggressively so considerate. So what's, what's the response? What happens? Um, it depends if I, so I'm absolutely having like the Joe cool talk with the guy where I'm like, I'm so sorry. I am caught without a bag today. Do you know, is there a place where they've got bags oh, close smart. by? That's like, make smart. it look like I'm going to do the right thing. If it's somewhere I will be going back to, and I might run into this same person, <laughs> or if I know that they would be there within the time frame in which I said I would come back, if I'm going to show my face there again, I'm actually going to need to go take care of this. If I'm, like, traveling somewhere with my dog, I'm absolutely saying the right thing and then piecing the fuck out and not wow. going to take care of it later. Yeah. I'm not going back to a random park I don't frequent, and uh, I just blame it on Bram's dog. That was close. You can. I don't have a dog though, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, tomorrow is going to be really interesting when I go up and introduce myself to that security guard for the first yes. time. It's like I just moved here. <laughs> you know, like is this Got a good- last night? <laughs> yeah. What's up with all the dog shit in this park? I'll ask him. Like it's kind of disgusting. Dude. Like I people don't it. bring bags or, or what the fuck. Uh, Eric, thank you. Thank you for being flexible with this speed round of a podcast. Um, I missed you. It's phenomenal having you back. And for people who need way more Eric Jett in their life, where do they go? Uh, come check us out on Twitter um, or at Reddit. Is it at, at GSW Reddit on, on Twitter or um, reddit.com slash r slash warriors and come join the conversation. 
Boom. Uh, you know where to find us. Twitter at Warriors Huddle. Um, uh, if you want to shoot us an email, you can send it to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. Boom. We also have a website, warriorshuddle.com, where you can find words in addition to the pod and all the videos. Hop up on YouTube too. And with that in mind, go Warriors. Hopefully we'll see you real soon. Good, good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.